Welcome to the ABM Conversations Podcast. The number one podcast for B2B marketers wanting to explore timeless account-based marketing strategies to drive revenue, customer engagement, retention, and everything that makes sense to both marketers and sales folks. No more fluff. No more vanity metrics. Live from India. Made for the world. And now your hosts, Yog and Manish. Hello all, welcome to yet another episode of the ABM Conversation podcast. And today we are going to be discussing advertising. And this is me, Yagneshwar and Ganesh. And this is Manish Nepal. So today we have a wonderful guest with us. Uh, We have Brooks Ellis. Uh, who is the co-founder and the CEO of B-Squared Media. And uh, she is also the co-host of the much famous Marketing Companion. And she's a lot more than this. So, Brooke, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so Brooke, would you like to uh, introduce yourself uh, to our audience and uh, you know share a little bit about uh, your journey and how you ended up into advertising? Sure. So B Squared Media, um, I founded almost eight years ago in May, we'll actually turn eight. So we're about eight years old. And we actually started as a, well, very, very early. I thought we were just going to be delivering social strategies. But what I found is that implementing was actually the hardest part for the client. So we ended up uh, pivoting very quickly in that first couple of months and doing done-for-you social media management, meaning we actually managed the client's social media profiles for them. And then being in organic social media, as I'm sure I don't have to tell you or anybody in your audience, um, it became very clear that with Facebook, you had to also have a paid strategy. So we moved into done-for-you paid media management, which means that we also do um, we do social media paid ads, but we also do search paid ads as well. So we do all types of um, search and paid media through social search. Uh, we even do like niche sites like Spotify and Amazon. So we're all over the place uh, when it comes to paid as well. Well, that's that's wonderful to hear. And talking of paid ads, uh, one thing that I always wanted to ask with uh, any expert who joined us is, is there any one particular strategy that works with advertising or how do you go about it? Ah, well, I wish I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately, every industry is so different and every platform is so different on how they uh, deliver results for that industry. So we have several financial clients, and even though they're in the same industry, we have different audiences, different campaigns, and they all deliver varying results. So unfortunately, that answer would be no. We're always looking for ways to try to improve campaigns. So we're not going to just kind of set up an account on autopilot and forget it. So sometimes I hear advertising strategists say things like, you can set this and forget this. And that's not how we do things. We like to do a lot of testing. So even if we're, we have a great audience, the CPA, which is cost per acquisition is low. Even if the revenue is coming in and we're getting those conversions, we're always testing. So our strategy is more test, 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 never set it and forget it. And there's not one key strategy that works for everyone. 
That's a, that's a great uh, reply, uh, Brooke. I, I wish there was a template for uh, everyone in the marketing domain to go after and just get what they want. But I think that's how the cookie crumbles in the marketing world, right? We don't have a template. Yeah. What are they? What's the old famous saying? Is like every marketing answer is it depends. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so true. Well, here is a different, uh, a slightly different version of uh, maybe an addition to the question that Yag asked. Uh, since you work a lot around paid uh, media uh, with B Squared Media, what's one daily activity that we all marketers should be doing in our Google ad campaigns to make the most out of it? That is a really great question. And it, again, it's a it depends. It's kind of a toss-up. So my answer for that, if, if there was one daily activity that I think that you should be paying attention to, especially when we're talking about Google Ads campaigns, I would say it would, would be a toss-up between budget and search term reporting. So with search campaigns, which is what you'd be doing through Google Ads, it's important to check on your budget. And we check daily. So again, this is just my advice. But my advice is that we check daily to understand what the pacing means. Meaning if we set up a, a cost per click or cost per acquisition bid, we want to understand what the pacing is. Or if we have a budget, which everyone should have a budget, we want to understand how much of that budget is being spent every day because that's going to tell me how quickly we're going to go through that money or if we're not spending fast enough. Because we don't want to overspend, but we also don't want to underspend. And we also don't want our cost per click to be too high. So one thing I would be is uh, would encourage everyone to do would be to check on budget. And the other thing that I would make sure that I was doing is looking at search term reports. And these are vital because activity on Google changes with trends, seasonality during special events. So it's important to stay on top of search terms in order to best capitalize on any activity that you're receiving on your campaigns, but also to keep your cost per click down. Does that make sense? That is uh, that absolutely makes sense. Uh, just a follow-up question to both of what you uh, said. Um, so, do you keep track of your ad spend uh, and the search terms uh, with the help of any tool, or um, is it just a manual thing that you have picked up as a habit over the years? Yeah, for us, we like to do it manually because oftentimes we have a lot of different people working on the same uh, campaign or the same client account. So what we do is we've put together kind of like um, a spreadsheet that notes any changes that we make. And that's also really important too. So I hate to keep like saying, here's another thing you should do, but here's another thing you should do. You should log any changes that you make because when... Um, let's say the campaign starts doing really well, or if it takes a dip in conversions, you can always go back to your change log and try to pinpoint what you did to, um, to see if that may fix the problem, either write the path or, hey, we did this and, and conversion shot up. So let's continue to do that on some of our other campaigns and see if that works. And then, you know, with budget, again, if you're if you're seeing that the cost per click is too high, and and especially if you compare it to industry benchmarks, it typically means that your targeting is off. So just by watching your budget, you can actually understand when you need to make changes to your audience. Um, and I'll put this little little golden nugget out there: Facebook 
we've actually had an overspend happen, um, which can make make or break your campaign. So on Facebook, you can set things to like $5 a day or something. But when you set something to $5 a day and the campaign goes crazy, you can actually overspend by thousands of dollars in just a few hours or within a 24-hour period. So there's a lot of things, I guess I would say, <laughs> would be daily activities that you have to do. Sounds like a, that sounds like a lot of uh, chunk of change. Yeah, great answer. Thank you. You bet. And then with search terms, I would also just add, again, we make a change log and we can all, you can also take search terms in or out. So it's kind of like a Boolean search. When you're talking about search terms through ads, you can add terms to negative, positive, and you can also take terms out completely. So it's it's hard to get into the explanation through just like having this chat. But essentially, when you see that um, there's a negative term that's trending with your specific search term through Google, you may want to take it out of that campaign. So when people are making that search, it doesn't show up along with what you're trying to target. Wow. That's, that's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, um quite difficult to uh, track also when you do manually because uh, when you are as a media company working for several companies and these are done in large volumes. So um, do you think it's really feasible to do it manually for every client or does it depend on, uh, that is depend on uh, the volume that you handle? Yeah, I mean, we definitely use tools to help us um, with other parts of the campaigns. So I think, you know, this is what works for us. I'm not saying that a tool couldn't do it for you. So for instance, Google, um, they've worked really hard, hard on their artificial intelligence. And their artificial intelligence is actually making changes for you based on some of the machine learning that it's picking up. So, you know, that in, in, its, in, it, in and of itself is a great tool that we can use. However, when you think about like Facebook, they do, while they do have artificial intelligence that's helping you um, create better audiences or create better conversions, it's not quite as intuitive as the artificial intelligence that Google's using. So you still need a human hand to kind of go in there and say, okay, based on this, we need to do this. So, you know, I think it just depends on your setup. For us, it works better to to make that log because we do have so many people touching the accounts. But if you can find a tool that works for you, um, use it. And I would just say again, going back to, you know, the first thing that we talked about is don't just set it and forget it. Don't just assume that the tool is going to be the end all be all. Make sure that you're doing those spot checks to ensure that the tool is doing it what doing what you want it to do. Right, right. That's fantastic. And I'm glad that you also spoke a little bit about uh, AI because I was going to ask you about that, uh, you know, in the follow-up question to this. Uh, because today, when you look at it, uh, you know, there are uh, the way uh, things are marketed today and uh, the amount of ML uh, that tracks your likes and uh, dislikes and uh, programs. That's, uh, that come, uh, you know, that follows you everywhere. Um, how does it impact, uh, you know, the way people manual uh, over these technological uh, aspects? Because you don't want to um, be felt that you're being followed everywhere. <laughs> but you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as a marketer, it's amazing that these tools and these machines and algorithms can pick up on some of some of these interests. And as a marketer, I also see it as a good thing because 
it means that we're marketing to people who want to be marketed to for this particular service or product, right? We know that they have an interest. Whereas back in the day before algorithms and artificial intelligence and machine learning, we were kind of like hitting everybody, right? Just hoping that people took the bait. So from a marketing perspective, I obviously think it's amazing and wonderful, However, on a personal level, I've definitely become more aware of how I how and where I share my information. So I've become a little more private or a little less apt to use certain tools just because I want my information to to you know, remain private. Um, I don't list certain things on my social profiles. I do a lot of my searches. So I do a lot of my marketing research in an incognito mode or window to make sure that I get more of an unbiased search. So what a lot of people don't realize is when you go to Google, which we all do, and we probably do it several times a day, but when you go to Google and you search for something, you're actually getting results based on your entire profile through Google. So they're actually biased results. I call it the Google bubble. So if you go into an incognito window and do a search, it actually helps your results show up less biased to your personal preference or your profile that Google has for you. So... Um, you know, I guess I, I, in so many ways, I wish the algorithms, and I think they will, are better and could could understand me better. But at the same time, I also want more privacy. So I'm an I'm an I'm an anomaly in the situation because I want the algorithms to be better. I want to be hit with ads that are completely relevant to me and not irrelevant. But at the same time, as a consumer, I want my privacy. So I want my cake and eat it too. <laughs> Yeah, I think as marketers, uh, we really have developed this meta skill to, you know, tell what kind of personalization uh, we appreciate as consumers and the kind of, you know, privacy, way to toe the line when it comes to being a private uh, citizen of the internet. So that's that's really a good point. Yeah, it's hard to live in both worlds, you know, because I'm still a consumer. Obviously, I buy things, but I'm also a marketer who depends a lot on paid media. So I depend on the algorithms and the search terms and the machine learning and the preferences. Um, so it's hard. And I don't know what the answer is. I think regulation of some kind would be smart. Um, but, you know, if you were to ask me, how would that regulation be uh, set up logistically and and what would that look like I couldn't even begin to tell you <laughs> cool so we are inching closer to towards the end of the show um, Brooke and we don't have a long list of uh, questions but we are really happy that uh, an expert from the advertising background has joined our show for the first time because as uh, the co- as the host of ABM Conversation podcast we mostly have uh, topics that revolve around sales and marketing and not necessarily advertising. So the insights that you shared uh, so far in the show have been really novel and uh, useful. But uh, let's let's pivot the you know, nature of the question uh, to a little uh, personal side and ask you, let me ask you this. During this unprecedented time, how or you know what should companies cut back on um, 
you know, uh, in their advertising campaigns? Yeah. So this is a great question because a lot of our clients obviously um, are, are paid media clients, meaning they they run advertising through us. And they've come to us and they've said, you know, with the current situation that we're in, should we stop? Should we pause? Should we reduce spending? And, you know, unfortunately, there's a, not another answer that works uh, a one-size-fits-all answer that works here either. It depends. Some of our clients are actually increasing spend. Some of our clients have actually increased spend a lot. So for instance, one of our clients who's in the financial sector went from spending about 25000 right. a month on their advertising and is now spending over six figures a month in advertising because they're seeing amazing results. Um, but another company... A client that we work with who was in the custom fences and playground business, while we ramped up spending at the beginning of this whole um, coronavirus mess, uh, we had to stop spending and actually pause the campaign because once the stay at home or stay in place laws came out from their local government, they couldn't send people to actually put the fencing together or put the playgrounds together. They weren't allowed to send. It wasn't considered, you know, it's not considered essential business. So, you know, my advice is to not necessarily hit that pause button too soon because our mantra for advertising would be when times are good, you should advertise. When times are bad, you must advertise. So I think you, you know, you would need to look at the industry that you're in and understand where you sit in this space because there's a quite a few studies out there that point out the advantages of maintaining or even bumping up your ad spend during uncertain times. You know, and if you have a good advertising team internally, or if you're working with an agency who you maybe outsource your paid media marketing to, they should be able to shift and pivot quickly with you. They should help you reposition your brand, your communication, and then tell you where and how to appropriately spend your budget, whether you're increasing, de decreasing, staying flat, whatever it may be. What we've seen is that there's actually a lot of, um, there's an increase in the amount of time people are spending online, but there's a decrease in competition because a lot of people automatically went out there and hit that pause button on their spend. So you've got more people online spending time online and you've got less competition. So if you if you're in an industry that can continue to serve your customers, I would say don't have that knee-jerk reaction to cut spending and make sure that you are out there spending wisely right now because this is the time to get the attention. That's a great answer. Yeah, I love this answer, Brooke. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask as a follow-up to this is uh, what is the impact of uh, you know costs during these times? Have the CPCs come down? or uh, Because uh, a lot of people are talking about uh, this is the right time to really push the pedal on your advertising because uh, not many people are competing and you might probably uh, um, get a low cost per lead or low cost per acquisition. But from your experience, how is it really impacting on the ground? Yeah. So again, it just depends on the industry. Obviously, if um, we don't have any hotel or travel clients, but if we did, this would, unless they have very deep pockets, this may not be a time to spend on advertising. However, if they have some funds available and they can get creative with their offers, you know, for the future, future offers, this may be the time to spend. Because if you think about the hotel, 
and travel industry, that whole industry is basically on pause. So I would say now would be the time to spend if, and that's a big if, you can create a future offer Meaning, you know, you can send it out to your customer base or, or send it out to people who are searching for travel deals, which again, may not be big right now, but if it's for the future and you know that your competition isn't out there spending ad money on the future, I would say, yes, I would do it. But again, you have to make sure the content of that offer is extremely relevant and valuable to your audience. So if it's like, you know, a one ninety nine round trip flight to anywhere. Um, and you can use it through the end of 2020 through December 31st, 2020, that might be a deal that people will pick up because, you know, hope we're all hoping by fall that things will clear up. So I think, you know, again, it depends, but if, if the offer is valuable, then definitely I would be spending the money because I know that my competition isn't. Great book. I think uh, that's a very valid observation given the kind of uh, times that we are living in. Um, what you talked about, the flight ticket deal is something that I'm going through right now, so I can totally relate to it. Uh, <laughs> do you have any parting messages for uh, uh, our listeners of the ABM Conversation Podcast? Yeah, I would just say, you know, Advertising is a wonderfully um, amazing part of your marketing. It's not just, it shouldn't just sit by itself, right? A lot of people put advertising in its own little bucket, but the amount of insights and data that you get from advertising can actually help you with marketing in other parts of your business. So it can help you with research. Um, it can help you with product development. It can help you with um, segmentation of your audience and your buyers, your would-be buyers and customers. So I would say don't put advertising in a corner. I, if you have the ability to use advertising and to collect data from the advertising that you're running, then you should take that information and that data and try to apply it to other parts of your business because it can be very helpful in many areas of business, not just with paid. Thank you so much, Brooke, for joining us in today's AVM Conversation Podcast. It's been really great uh, talking to you. We have some wonderful insight that me and Yag will have to go back and listen and re-listen to. Like I said earlier, um, it's our first time having an expert from the advertising industry talking so much about advertising. We usually cover a wide range of topics on marketing. So once again, thank you so much. And uh, it's tough out there. So stay inside and uh, stay safe. Take care. Thank you guys so much for having me. If you have any questions at all, you can reach out to me. Just go to bsquare.media and you can find all of my social media handles and feel free to ask questions or let me know what you're doing or let me know what problems you're encountering and we will certainly try to get you some help. Stay safe and stay well. Thank you so much, Rook. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening to the ABM Conversations Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and share your comments with us. We're constantly looking for your feedback, thoughts, and suggestions to make the show more relevant to you. 